Welcome back to Skay Stories. This is Katina Prescott. Today we're talking with Paula. Paula, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? How many children do you have and what are their ages? So my husband and I have four children total. Um, we have 25, 21, 14, and 12-year-old. So it's a, it's a big expanse of ages, adult children, soon-to-be high schoolers, and soon-to-be middle schoolers. So, um, yes, and, and we've lived in South Carolina probably for 15 years. Have you been homeschooling all this time? Oh, that's a great question. Um, no, I actually was probably forced into homeschooling by my wonderful ha- husband, who is a visionary. And I, um, when we lived in Florida, it was prior to moving to South Carolina, there was a tug in his heart about we needed to do something different with our girls. Our girls, we only had the girls at that time. And um, we didn't do anything in Florida, even though we we did attend several information meetings about homeschooling, how to homeschool in, in Florida at that time, but we never moved forward. Mm-hmm. It was only when we moved to South Carolina and we decided to really just take a turn, just change things in our lives. And that included me coming home from working and staying with the girls and just being a mom and a wife and Um, A portion of that included um, just homeschooling, homeschooling the girls. So when we moved to South Carolina, we decided we're going to try one year of public school because we happened to purchase our home right on the best district. And we did that for that reason, because it was the best district at the time. So the goal was for them to have a wonderful education. And they did uh, they did complete fifth grade and kindergarten uh, at that school. And, um, one of them had a wonderful, a wonderful, um, school year. Um, but she was very, very sick. And then the other one did not have a wonderful school year. It was actually, it was actually what propelled us to bring them home and to just lose the fear and trust in God and say, okay, we can do this. I can do this. It was more the Lord moving in my heart and saying, yes, this can be done. It's definitely a calling. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> and he walks us through it year by year, day by day, and with each individual one of the children because they're all different. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have that. How is your homeschooling experience compared to the public school experience? Well, it was eye-opening for me to understand I had freedom. That was very, that was earth shattering to me. Like I had freedom to teach my children um, based on what they enjoyed and their passions, their interests and so forth. So that, that was incredibly eye opening for me. And I think that's probably one of the things that made me fall in love with homeschooling. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that I was free to, to teach the way my children learned best, mm-hmm. to teach the subjects that I wanted them to um, to learn, uh, and using materials that I wanted to choose. What made you initially switch to homeschooling? Your husband, but... Yes, well, he is typically the propeller of decisions 
that are difficult to make in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing. And But the main thing was we saw our oldest uh, being just left behind in the classroom. And we will beg at times. It felt like you were we were begging um, for additional help from our teachers or directions or how to how to help them and that when we came to South Carolina that that happened again she was actually ahead in some subjects but because we got to South Carolina late they did not place her in the um they call them advanced classes at that point I'm assuming there's a test or something they do to place them there and since she had not been with them the prior year um she was placed in the regular class and half of the year she spent in the back of the classroom reading books because mm-hmm. because there was no nothing that the math teacher could could help her with and nor could she be placed in the advanced math class yeah she was just bored bored to death yes and that's exactly how she spent the second semester of fifth grade and we decided this is it we we can provide we surely, with God's help, can provide something better for her. Have you always been a SCAES member? Always, from the beginning, and I do not see myself leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's been incredible for me. It was, um, it was an easy decision to make at the time, and with the help of every single counselor that we've had, throughout the years I mean sixth grade for our oldest is 25 today and um, you know the whole school time for the 21 year old and now with our boys it's it's it just makes sense our choice has always made sense did skays play a role in your decision to homeschool that's a great question I I don't believe so but I can tell you this I can tell you that skays members mm-hmm. played a role because they were equipped with the encouragement and with tips and tricks and just all kinds of ideas mm-hmm. that that made me that made me say, made me feel sure yes I can do this with my girls and we can do this with the help of case so I can say that it was case members and whatever they had received through case mm-hmm. that helped me make that decision how did you build that network if you weren't a part of the homeschooling world yet? Yes. Um, the network was built through the church. Mm. So we plugged in when we first arrived in South Carolina to a very good church with very just good people. And they were lovers and promoters of homeschooling. And God just placed us there at the right time because that's the that's the path that we were going to walk. So um, it was a blessing. And um, that's exactly how we started. How wonderful. What does or did a daily homeschool schedule look like for you and your family? How did you decide which schedule is right for you? Oh, wow. Um, We do have a set schedule. Um, However, it's very flexible in the sense that um, if we have to travel or if we decide to take a vacation, we can do that. And but um, I can speak for the students that are currently (laughs) homeschooling. They have a set schedule. They thrive Mm -hmm. on um, 
continuity and they thrive in knowing that a cert- at a certain time and at a certain place in our home, we will be doing homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So we've kept that. And typically it looks, they don't start until 8 a.m. Um, they don't have to start until 8. That's my schedule, but they typically are up bright and early trying to finish some of their independent work because they want to get done mm-hmm. and they want to have free time um, before the afternoon activities. So that's typically our schedule. We start by eight um, with family devotions, breakfast, and then they just move on to um, subjects that I can do that they need help with. Um, first individually with the youngest and then the oldest will do uh, independent work and then we switch. Okay. And that's typically how it works until probably lunchtime where we do either read alouds or audiobooks and um, between one and two is just final checks and corrections and then we're done. So you don't need the full eight hours or whatever it is that the public school students need. Oh goodness. No. (laughs) And I'm very thankful for that. (laughs) My kids are very thankful for that. They have a lot of breaks in between. Uh, They have a lot of snacks in between. Uh, So no, not at all. We do not do not have eight hours of school. (laughs) I don't think I've heard of a homeschooler who does, honestly. Not at all. No, they they will never look forward to that. So, mm -mm. How do you find the materials you use to teach your children? Do you have any tips or favorite resources for families who aren't sure where to look? Oh, I have a great tip. They can talk to their case counselor. <laughs> because it's typically where I went. I If I had questions about a curriculum that might have been in our homeschool atmosphere that will be start or start getting a lot of buzz, I will typically go to my counselor and try to get feedback from her. And um, as far as how do I choose it, to be honest with you, it's a year by year, a lot of prayer. Because as our children grow, just their needs change. And maybe what work for Sam doesn't work for um, the next one and so forth. So it, it just varies from child to child and year, year to year. But that's typically where I go. I go to our counselor. Um, tips, I would say, just to be very um, observant of what our child, child's learning style is. Mm-hmm. Because some curriculums, as, as wonderful as they are, they may not fit them. And, and that's okay. And it's okay to say no. And it's okay not to try everything. So Absolutely. that's probably the best one that I can give you. Yeah. As a mom or dad, you definitely know your student best. Yes. Yes. We know exactly how, how they function and what's going to resonate with them and what doesn't. And the beauty is that if it doesn't, we can change it. Right. There's a lot of multiple. There's There's so many choices today mm-hmm. that... They can be overwhelming. So to have the knowledge that we can change, that we can just shift gears, mm-hmm. it's, again, the freedom that I find an in, enjoyment in. Okay, so I want to circle back just a little bit. How did you determine your students' learning styles? I did make them take a test mm-hmm. that <laughs> helped me with that. Uh, but as as they've grown in our household, and because I spend probably 24-7, 365 days a year with them. I can tell that um, Samuel, for example, processes things 
hands-on when he has to have hands-on activities. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about math that is hands-on. And like my other children didn't need that. They could just, they could just do it. And for him, um, repetition is very uh, needed and so forth. So there was a test that I did make him take and that helped me uh, narrow that. But then at the same time, as they grow, they show you. Um, and we just kind of shift gears as they grow and change. And um, that's how we've done it. So we've talked about the freedom of homeschooling a couple of times. How have you embraced that? What have you used your freedom for? Freedom to create our own schedule. Yeah. Freedom to freedom to say no to activities. Freedom to engage in other activities. Freedom to um, use curriculums that best um, exemplify the values that we want to instill in our children um, as they grow. Uh, so that's that's probably the freedom that I that I find just fascinating. Even you know when we get to the high school years, there are things that we need to get done to graduate. But then again, there's freedom. There's mm -hmm. freedom to choose to what curriculum works best for them. Maybe videos are not great for them, but worksheets are, hands-on things are. So that's probably the ways that I've embraced it the most. And, um, and then again, freedom to say it is not only on me to be the teacher. Freedom to say daddy can teach some things. That is an incredible freedom. Freedom to say older brother can help younger brother. Mm -hmm. um, and then not only work on things that are academic, but then also build the relationship between them. So that's the kind of freedom and just ability that, that it gives us when we're at home and we're not just in an institution. So that's how I can say that we best used it and I appreciate it ever so much. That's wonderful. How has homeschooling benefited you and your children? What were some of your favorite parts? And what about your kids? What are their favorite parts? I can say that probably their favorite parts is that they can tell we try to build their curriculum around their interests. Mm -hmm. And they see that. Mm -hmm. And I can also tell that we include them in the decision making or like looking at curriculums and so forth. So for them, it's I can speak for the older ones who will tell you this. It, it was always good for them. They can always tell me, oh, mom, I loved it when I was able to see things and mm -hmm. say, oh, I would love to study that. And then we'll, we will go ahead and do it. So that's probably the, the thing that they've enjoyed the most. How has homeschooling benefited you and your children? Oh, gosh, benefited me. Personally, I can tell you that I was very much a uh, working adult in corporate America, and I do not think that I would have ever had the relationship that I have with my kids mm -hmm. should have should I had pursued that and not changed my life and had the opportunity to homeschool them. Mm -hmm. So they have it, it's it's just given me an incredible opportunity to build a very strong relationship with them, and I. I think that's probably my favorite part. Do you have any tips for how to transition out of corporate America into being a stay-at-home parent? I don't... I would say plugging yourself 
to a good church if mm. definitely if you're a believer if that's um something you do a, a church that has a strong community especially a homeschool community um and there's a lot of prayer involved because the the vision changes uh the vision is not um narrow anymore and on self but there is a much broader vision that includes the family and the children and there's a lot of selflessness that has to be pursued mm -hmm. so there's a lot of help that i think you know people from the church or even just prayer um can bring and giving ourselves the opportunity to experience different things i think it was probably one of the things that i that i found um freeing it was i i could experience i could experiment learning how to cook better pies or mm -hmm. uh, just projects around the house, not over overburdening myself by just learning and giving myself the opportunity to, um, to do that. And, you know, coming from a place of really not ever being part of the home as a, mm -hmm. as a housewife, but I, I could do it. I know I right. could do it. That's what I was called to do. Um, I did have a lot of, I do, have some time that I asked, let me read just adult material as far as mm -hmm. like, it could be anything. It could be how to create spreadsheets or whatever it is that has to do with work. Mm -hmm. So finding that kind of literature that I can still hold on to. And then um, we have a pretty good tight group of friends. Again, that was church-based. So that was helpful as well. They are adults and they can they can definitely fill that gap. It sounds like it's really important to have that adult friendship. It is. I think it is. And I can tell you that um, being a South Carolina family who just arrived here, but we didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. I didn't grow up here. Um, but my husband did. Um, it was, it has been what has kept me going, mm -hmm. truly. Um, I, I have to say it has been a blessing to have the people around especially church-based and adults, yeah. In your opinion, what's the biggest benefit of joining SCAES? I was explaining this the other day to someone, and I, I told them the way I felt about it from somebody who had no idea about homeschooling and all of a sudden decided to start. I felt SCAES, the benefit was they walked with me every step of the way. Mm -hmm. So we came in on first grade, and um, middle school at that, no, actually it was still elementary, but it was a walk and step by step. I probably flooded my counselor's inbox with probably three questions a week during the season that you choose curriculum and, mm -hmm. and then probably a, an email and a phone call every week mm -hmm. um, while I was trying to homeschool because I just had a lot of questions, mm -hmm. but I knew where to go. So that was, for me, the benefit. And I felt I have somebody. I have that backup. I'm not doing this alone. Uh, I may not have a lot of family members around. I may not have a, a huge community because this was a brand new state for us and so forth. But I had skates. Yeah. So every question was answered. If they didn't know, they always try to find, to find a, an answer for me mm -hmm. or an alternative or will give me an idea or guidance it just you name it it was just like holding my hand and walking with me step by step that's 
that's the benefit. That's that's how I see it. That's invaluable. It is invaluable. And I truly and honestly do not understand um, how I would not put myself in a situation of trying to do it by myself. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> how has having a dedicated counselor with SCAVES changed the homeschooling experience for you guys? In what ways has your counselor assisted you? So our counselor has always assisted me with curriculum choices, um, with ideas on how to implement or change the curriculum choice that I had, um, how to help our students in areas that maybe, for example, that standardized testing will show us that Mm -hmm. uh, they need improvement on. So just ideas and not really saying, oh, you have to purchase something new. It's just really ideas on how to extrapolate from what we have Mm -hmm. and how to I creatively just do something that will reinforce what they need. So that's really something that my counselor has always done. Um, and also they've always had, you know, like the reminders because I like to homeschool, but I like to have the idea that if I need a reminder for something that's important in, in our homeschool, that my counselor will remind me of. And that's, my counselor has done that. My counselor has done that for scholarships. My counselor has done that for maybe credits that may have been, you know, I had not, I may have not been thinking about and so forth. So that to me has always been invaluable things that my counselor has done. In what ways do you provide opportunities for socialization to your homeschool children? I really think my kids are extremely as social and have wonderful opportunities uh, through the church. That's one. Uh, youth groups. Uh, the other one is sports. They do sports, so they are um, they get the opportunity to socialize through that. And we use um, Providence Athletic Club right now, and uh, we really enjoy the organization. Um, let me see what else. And then we also belong to outside of the state of South Carolina because this is not only statewide, but uh, we belong to a speech and debate league. And so we do travel through states, Florida, South Carolina, and Georgia. And we have friends from the homeschool community all across those states. Mm-hmm. So I think those are wonderful opportunities. And homeschoolers have that and way, way more. Those are the only ones that I have used, but I'm pretty sure that there's more than those out there. Have there been any drawbacks you and your family had to homeschooling? I think my only drawback wasn't homeschooling itself. It was just the fact that we were new in the state. So it might have taken a little bit more um, effort on our part and uh, more dedication, more um, just trying to pay attention to what we were doing or trying to create a community for them. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing that I can say for us in our particular situation, because I know everybody has a different experience, but that. That's the only thing I can think of. So you solved your struggle by being intentional with connecting with your network through church? Yes, that I could say that's probably the best answer to that. It was an intentional choice. We had to do it. We were brand new. And I think I have observed this a lot in military families. They are intentional about pursuing relationships, whether they do it through communities homeschool co-ops and so forth, but they also do it within the church and around their neighborhood and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I have to say that it was that. It was, you have to be intentional. If the drawback was that I didn't know anybody because I was in a brand new state, um, it was 
I just had to have, I just had to push forward Mm -hmm. and be intentional about that. If you could give one last piece of advice to families starting their homeschool journey, what would it be? I would say to remember that homeschooling is not about what the parent can and cannot do or how the parent may not be equipped for certain subjects. It's about the child's potential. If we focus on the child's potential as parents, we can really do whatever it takes to push them to where God wants them to be. So it's not about me and my failures. It's about the trajectory that my students are on. Yes, and how we can shepherd and encourage and get them where God wants them to be. You know, that's... How beautiful. That that will be the only thing that I typically hang on to. It's not about my failures. It's about their potential where God wants them to go. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing today, Paula. I so appreciate it. And thank you for listening today. Remember to like, follow, and share Skay's stories. I'll be talking with you soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or just want to find out more about Skay's, you can find us online at schomeschooling.com or email us at scaihs at scaihs.org. This podcast was produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions.